We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to RotoWire's Monday NBA DFS podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. I'm Joe Bartle, and joined alongside me once again is my buddy Ben Miller. Obviously, you have the best Twitter handle in all of RotoWire. We discuss this every podcast. We've been doing it last year as well, too. However, we didn't also know that you have one of the best minds in fantasy football. You were able to pick up like multiple guys in one of your leagues and uh, utilize them to the to. Make one of the best lineups you said in that in your league, right? Yeah, it was my season long league, so I got lucky. Uh, I'm not giving myself credit, not, not a chance <laughs> in hell. But um, no, we grabbed a couple, couple late last second guys. I think I had Evan Ingram as my tight end. Oh, you yeah, had a bye yeah. week, um, but then I picked up uh, Doyle for the Colts, which was which was nice. He ended up having a, a like 83 yards and a touchdown or something like that. Um, yeah, I think twelve catches. Is- yeah, it was something, and it's a yeah. half point PPR too, oh, so that's nice. that only helps. And then I had last second, I grabbed uh, Tyler Lockett too from the Seahawks. Who I mean, Russell had a, a, like a million points, so I mean, someone's got a. <laughs> I think every receiver probably had like we talk fifteen points. That's of like, course, this is an NBA podcast, so right. we'll get to the NBA. But I, it's I just we were talking about it a little before we came out of the podcast. You're like, oh yeah, you know, I picked up these guys and it worked out really well. It's crazy how that works sometimes. I know I'm really hoping for the same type of thing on my season-long fantasy league. We talked last podcast about pouring one out for my <laughs> Anthony Davis-led team. Thankfully, right. that's only one game absence. But in a 20-team auction league, uh, really missing one or two games from your key player is is tough. That's like, huge. Yeah. Now I'm behind the eight ball. So can you give me some uh, expert fantasy advice as to who I should pick up randomly since it is waiver wire monday so we're saying for for football or for no for, for season-long nba because you you're apparently the savant of picking up people randomly oh man 
in a 20 team league that's, that's what I'm i don't even know who's available at that point like yeah, it's 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 bad it's like the spencer dinwiddies are still actually the, and dinwiddie would be, would be awesome yeah he's actually been picked up i'm pretty certain i think yeah. he was bid on in that auction league. right there's no way i could you know grab something from a 20 league 20 team league cannot, just off the top of my uh, head like i why do we even have you on these podcasts? If you kick me just... off, man! Kick me off. <laughs> well, I keep beating you in our in our programs here. That's gonna at some point. I just need to have better competition. And I think we're gonna address that now, right? That this this Fanduel address it. I already I have won every league, and because you won't do the math to say otherwise, <laughs> I can say that I won every okay. single league. To uh, that's, a, that's valid. I'll give you but that. You're right. I did create a league uh, so the podcast people can follow along with that. I created a league for both you and I. Uh, we will be competing against one another and putting our lamps in so that we know for certain. Who wins, and then I can feel very, very good that I'm now four and zero or whatever it is. Right, the good old Fanduel friends league. So that's that's always clutch. Yes, out. love Fanduel for those friend league stuff. Uh, no money on the line for that, but there's there's very big bragging rights. Like that's oh yes, <laughs> this is podcast bragging. huge bragging rights. Important bragging rights. Right, right, exactly. All right. Uh, well, again, we'll be back Wednesday again to discuss more DFS podcast stuff. But for today, let's talk about Sunday's perfect lineup for, uh, well, I guess last night. So uh, when you weren't watching NFL and you weren't watching that wonderful, wonderful World Series Game 5, uh, there was basketball taking place. We had Kemba Walker uh, putting up some major points against the Magic. He was at 8,300. Spencer Dinwiddie just mentioned him. Uh, he was at 4,600 price tag, part of the perfect lineup from last night. Tim Hardaway against the Cavaliers at 4,300. Chris Middleton against the Hawks at 6,900. Giannis against the Hawks at 12,400. Again, Bucks are doing pretty well this season. Giannis is carrying the team. Jonathan Simmons, 4,200 was the other small forward option. Um, power forward John Henson from the Hawks. I'm sorry, going against the Hawks at 3,500. That's a bit of a surprise to me. Chris Tapps Porzingis against the Cavs at 9,100. And then Paul Gasol against the Pacers at 5,500. Any takeaways from the perfect lineup? Um, I mean, like you said, John Henson's only like crazy, why, why is this guy on here type of type of thing there. Good to see three bucks on there. Always, yes, always got to show love the love that. there. Um, but yeah, going back to Spencer Dinwiddie, I think that's probably the guy, you know, without D'Angelo Russell and Jeremy Lin, he's been playing really, really well. Um, I think he had 22 regular points in two of the last three games, it looks like. Um, and then even though he struggled offensively in the other one, he still had 11 assists. So he's playing pretty well just being as like a fill-in for, for you know, two two pretty big injuries. Last year, I know, we, I mean, we'll talk about this a little bit more, more now as the podcast is moving on, the de- de- defensive positioning metric that we have on road aware i use it quite a bit it really has paid off the nuggets and 76ers were two teams that just about in every spot besides center you could highlight each week for daily fantasy purposes 76ers not so much this season but i actually think the nuggets are going to end up being that same thing they really struggled to stop the point guard last year haven't seen much of that this year either so i think that's one that we can keep moving forward especially with a guy like dinwiddie who is so lower priced yeah yeah that that might be something to keep an eye on too and then obviously again for me the takeaway is the bucks being in there middleton Giannis, and john henson that's that's fantastic stuff go bucks milwaukee stuff. go bucks yes <laughs> All right, well, let's get to the nine-game slate for Monday. Um, we've had a couple podcasts now with double-digit games going on, so it's nice to have at least one less game. But that also means less options to choose from. So uh, to me, it felt like if you're not going high with the two big guys, and we have a lot of our questions centered around that, then you're trying to find value and then also higher-priced value too, which I felt was actually more of the harder issue this, this yeah. slate around. Did you feel that way too? I thought – I actually kind of liked the mid upper tier of this this slate kind of mm-hmm. um, like the six and seven thousand type of guys, um, but I I would say I definitely struggled for for the, the lower value plays and like the four thousands. Um, you know that like there's a bunch of injuries, but 
I don't know if it, a lot of these guys have been injured for multiple games. Guys have, right. you know, priced accordingly now um, with like the, you know, Jonas Valanciunas of the world and Hassan Whiteside, those guys who've been out for like multiple games. So a lot of these, you know, lower priced guys have kind of like been shifted up to where they should be. So there's not a ton of value there, but I've, I, I definitely had struggled more with the, the lower tier guys. Well, let's talk about the injuries because I agree with you. There's most of those are priced into accordance. We haven't really got some of the minute stuff priced into FanDuel, I think, but we've seen a lot of the injuries. So we'll start with the Spurs-Celtics at 7.30 Eastern time tip-off. We know Tony Parker's out. Kawhi Leonard is a game-time decision with that quad injury, but we're not expecting him to play at least of this recording. And then Laverne, obviously, not really a huge guy for the Spurs anyway. He's game-time decision with the ankle injury. Opposite side of that coin, Celtics' Marcus Morris still going to be out with that knee injury. Uh, he was acquired as a part of that Avery Bradley trade that I was disappointed in. I know they had to clear the cap space for Gar- uh Gordon Hayward, but I thought that Bradley added a different dimension to them defensively. Is there any of those injuries? I mean, I had been high um, on on DeHonte Murray last podcast. Yeah, he did horrible. Did Red. horrible. I think he had under ten fan <laughs> points. I was like, oh boy, you know, I'm really on him. And then of course it didn't work out. So I think that's the only guy of this match that we'd want to target of the injury guys to know, right? I mean, you can once again, you know, like it's one like Leonard's been out for so long. These guys have been priced accordingly, almost like Rudy Gay, yeah. Kyle Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Gay's like fifty five hundred or something along those lines. I mean, which he has been since we've been doing this podcast. Yeah, and obviously, if he was going to go off, they would have bumped it higher. So he hasn't really done that much, right? It looks like you know twenty four, twenty six, and thirty four Fanduel points in the last three. So I mean, solid. The five but not, times the value that's what you're looking for. But not I agree great. with you. It's not. Yeah. It's not breaking the bank, so to speak. And that's also second night of a back to back for a Spurs True. team. And it's Greg Popovich who coaches them, so really sketchy with a veteran guy who could be rested. Yeah. Uh, Nuggets, Knicks. I'm sorry, actually, I skipped one game here. Timberwolves and Heat. I skipped it because there really isn't that many injuries to note from the Timberwolves side. Um, 7.30 Eastern time tip-off. The only one really on both sides is Sam Whiteside, knee injury, game-time decision. He's missed the last four games. We've talked ad nauseum about the guys that would be to replace him, Jordan Mickey, uh, Kelly Olynyk. James Johnson also seeing a lot more minutes now because Hassan um, Whiteside's out. I, I mean, again, this is a, FanDuel has priced this accordingly where we know where a lot of this is coming from. If Whiteside plays, it's a pretty big impact for a lot of those people. But are we looking at him playing this week or at least on Monday? Definitely. I don't think. I'm pretty sure he's, he's doubtful at this point for, yeah. for today. Um, I would almost a guarantee he sits out. Maybe in my Wednesday when we come back on, we'll have Whiteside playing again. Right, be, right. I'm, I'm not counting on it either. I think we'd have to adjust a lot of lineups if that were the case. But right now, I think you still have the Linux and Johnsons and Mickeys if you really want to use them. Yeah, and if, you, if you're really trying to take a risk, maybe go bam out of bio. He like drew a random start, but I mean, he didn't do much. But like mm-hmm. if you're just struggling to get some something in there, I think out of bio is a guy that you could potentially, you know, last second throw in there as a punt play in a, in a tournament setting. Uh, Nuggets, Knicks, 7.30 Eastern time tip-off. Those are one of the three early games, or I guess early-ish. Uh, uh, Hernan Gomez is going to be out again with Mono for a little while. We talked about that last podcast. Joakim Noah's out with the suspension still. He's got a couple games to go. Mr. Ron Baker, the, the Troy Bolton lookalike, is a game-time decision with his ankle injury, but we don't really care about that. So uh, I actually think this is a prime-time DFS matchup overall. I, I hadn't checked, but I have to imagine this is one of the higher scoring games overall at least the vegas over underlined i i think there's a lot of viability there's some guys that i know you like there's definitely some guys i like here too do you want to get to them more when we do our lineups or do you want to discuss it down a little bit um i mean it, it's up to you yeah I we suppose can, we can, i'm we the can, host i make could, these calls <laughs> we can do it now 
No, you know what? You no, want to wait? Close. We're going to roll through it. We're <laughs> going gonna to keep the, the listeners on suspense right now. We're going to roll through this. Uh, we'll go to the Magic Pelicans, an 8 o'clock Eastern time tip-off. Alfred Payton is going to be out with the hamstring injury. DJ Augustin, uh, he should get the start. But again, he's priced pretty appropriately at 5500 where it's like, well, I don't know if he's going to get five times uh, the value. He's been close to that. Um but I'm not sure I really want to utilize that, especially when there's two hulking big guys in DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis expected to be down low. That's a lot. That's tough to get the points out of there. Yeah, he's it looks like, you know, his minutes haven't even been like that great. Like exactly. 23 and 24 in the last two games. Ah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really on not that today, even with Peyton out of there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not thrilled by it either. And then Jonathan Isaac is with an illness. He's a game time decision. He missed Sunday's game with that illness, obviously, uh, you know, back to back game. Does he play Monday? We have the travel stuff. I not positive. Rajon Rondo on the, the Pelican side will be out with the groin injury. And a couple of other guys really that aren't that big of a deal for DFS purposes for the Pelicans. So really, and we'll get to this in the questions, um, which we kind of do every every podcast. This slate is all about what you want to do with Anthony, Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. Both are priced at 11500 or higher. Um, and I think, again, I'll, I'll fade down to the middle of the podcast, talk more about this. But yeah. your lineup make or breaks on what you want to do with those two guys. Definitely. It's all about whether you want to spend up or, or fade two guys that, you know, on the same team, which is always, you know, t- tough to interesting, tough to, you know, throw in the same thing for the, the two superstars in one one lineup. Interesting FanDuel pricing for both Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. But again, we'll get to that in a little bit. We have uh, many, many questions dedicated to that. And I think we have a few lineup things too dedicated to that as well. So again, we'll get to that in a little bit. 76ers Rockets, another eight o'clock Eastern time tip off. I feel like over half the injuries of this entire slate are in this game right here. <laughs> so let's start first with the 76ers, Markel Fultz. Finally, they are shutting him down indefinitely right, with right. that shoulder injury that makes him shoot horribly. Thank goodness for that. Rashawn Holmes will be out again with a wrist injury. We've talked about that a lot. Uh, Julio Okafor, who would be able to take Holmes' minutes, is a game-time decision with an illness that he missed Saturday's game. Oh, and by the way, Joel Embiid, surprise, surprise, also hurt with a hand injury. He's a game-time decision. He's going to play. Whether he's going to get minutes or not, oh, I don't know. Uh, 8,000 price tag. He's now being put into a spot where it's tough to imagine five times the value with the minutes restrictions and with the hand injury. But, hey, more power to you if you want to do that. And then, of course, J.J. Redick, Game time decision as well with the back injury. Dario Sark has been starting in this place. Um, Saturday, that was the case at least. So a right. lot of injuries to note with the 76ers. There's yeah, there's a lot of injuries, but it's still such a, like, a questionable situation. I think my favorite um, one to tar- probably take advantage for this slate is, is the Foltz injury. Um, you know, he's not playing. It's been Jared Bayless who's been, who's been starting in his place. But it's the guy, TJ McConnell off the bench, who's just played extremely well. I think he's still priced very reasonable. I think it's upper 4,000s, maybe low 5,000s. No, he's 4,900. 4,900, yeah, which is awesome. Um, if, you're, if you're looking in the, in the, the, the front court, I mean, if if Okafor sits out, then maybe uh, Amir Johnson, if you really want to, you know, push for that. Um, and I think Saric could be a solid play if, if Redick doesn't play. I mean, he he had a pretty poor outing when he started I like on him too. Saturday. I, I think there's a lot more upside there. He, I think he was like in the top three for rookie of the year voting when. Yeah, so like, he, you know, he's a he's, good player. Yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, you just mentioned three names there: uh, McConnell, Saric, and then Amir Johnson. All three of them were DFS darlings at some point last season, right. especially McConnell. And I really think that ends up being the case as well this week. For as long as Fultz is out, I feel pretty comfortable maybe even using Bayless too, but certainly yeah, McConnell. Yep. He adds a different dimension to that team. Now, Patrick Beverly, um, not on that team anymore, not not so much of a lockdown guy. 
there's still some questions with how the defense is going to play out for the Rockets, and that's based a lot on how Chris Paul is going to play or not. He's a knee injury, obviously. We know about that since the first game of the season. He's expected to be out. There's a chance, maybe small one, that he could play, but expecting him to be out. He really isn't that much of a defensive presence anymore. He's got that reputation, but he doesn't really do that much, in my opinion, at least defensively. So maybe it ends up being a curse. You'd think a blessing disguise Paul's out, but maybe curse for uh, – TJ McConnell and Jared Bayless. And then, of course, the other injury for the Rockets, Eric Gordon. Illness, uh, I used him pretty effectively in last Wednesday's podcast. Yeah, yep. He's a game-time decision, missed Saturday's game. I think he's going to end up playing, though. Usually, if you have an illness a couple days off, that's right. that's that's a good sign that someone's going to be you know back in the lineup. I agree. Um, so, to me, that that's... There's some viability with the 76ers. There's some viability with the Rockets. Um, James Harden, obviously, is incredibly high price for a shooting guard. One of the highest priced overall on the slate at 11000 We talked again about the 76ers last year being a team that you target for DFS purposes. I don't think that's so much the case this year, but I don't think you can fade James Harden unless you are paying for Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah, I mean, that's tough again. It's the higher priced guys of today's slate is... is they're is, high. Is They're really high. Yeah, really, really high. <laughs> Expert analysis from you and me, but yes, they, the higher price guys are very high. They are very high. Um, <laughs> no, but um, without without Paul, you know, Harden's going to be the guy. You know, you can't really go wrong with him. He's going to get his due no matter what. Um, it's different than the situation with Davis and Cousins, who are you know playing together. One of them has to have the touches. One, you know, I feel like for that, it's you pick pick one, don't pick one. But Harden's the only guy there. Um, he's going to get all the you know all the shots he can handle. So, um, absolutely. That's good. I think with, with Eric Gordon out the other day, they, they started like Trevor Riza and Mba mm. Mute together. Um, interesting. At, at the two and three, two and the three, which is, um, somewhat interesting there. And Mba Mute, uh, had a, had a couple of solid games in a row. So maybe consider him if, if, or Eric Gordon can't, can't give it a go or PJ Tucker. Moving on to the Hornets and Grizzlies, another eight o'clock Eastern time tip off. Frank Kaminsky podcast friend, uh, is a game time decision with the illness. He was a late scratch on Sunday. So, Late scratch on Sunday means maybe he had the chance to play then. I don't know if that ends up being the case against the Grizzlies, but I'm not sure you want to start him regardless. They still have that reputation, and rightfully so, is a pretty good defense. Michael Carter-Williams, game-time decision with the knee, not a huge fancy guy anyway. And then Batum, obviously, is still going to be out for a while. On the flip side, Jermichael Green will be out with the ankle injury. got Ben McLemore, foot injury, and the Wayne Seldom quad injury. We've discussed these guys quite a bit now. Um, I have a feeling that a lot of them will be routine on our podcast breakdowns with injuries. Uh, I not a lot of fantasy guys just overall that I would want to use here. Yeah, Kaminsky played super, super well for, for a nice little three-game mm-hmm. stretch there, I think. But, you know, Ze- Zeller's back now, so that kind of, you know, shuts down the, the extra minutes Kaminsky was seeing. So even, you know, even if he does play, um, not a huge, huge guy I'm, I'm looking at for tonight. And um, the Grizzlies, yeah, we, it's not it's just not that great. Um, you got, you know, what do we got? Um, I think James Ennis was one of the cheaper guys that's been starting. He's you're okay. just looking off my lineup now. That's what this is. You're just, <laughs> well, maybe, you're just maybe, cheating and looking at my lineup. Um, but yeah, they've used, with Jermichael Green, they've used Jarrell Martin and Brandon Wright, both guys who just haven't really been all too impressive. So yeah. I'm kind of avoiding that one too. Another matchup I'm probably avoiding for DFS purposes, Mavericks Jazz, 9 o'clock Eastern time tip-off. Seth Curry will be out with a leg injury during Finley, Finney Smith. is going to be a game-time decision. No real injuries to note for the Jazz, except Rodney Hood has just disappeared off the map after being a, a fantasy darling as well last season, really a guy that we thought would step up for Gordon Hayward. Uh, that has not been the case for that Jazz team. And overall, I'm not expecting a ton of points from a bad Mavericks team and a defensively stout Jazz team. This is going to be a very low-scoring DFS purpose game. 
And I don't think Rudy Gobert, who's mainly the guy you'd use, is going to have much relevance despite his mid to 8,000 price at the center spot. Yeah, we stress that a lot with the, the whole over-under. You know, the higher the over, um, the better it is for fantasy purposes. So a game like this is not not something you want to target. No. Raptors Trailblazers, the second to last game on the slate, 10 o'clock Eastern time. Tippis Lucas, uh, Lucas Nogueira, uh, ankle injury with the game time decision. decision. Jonas Valanciunas, game time decision with the ankle injury. That sets the stage for multiple guys that I don't even want to try to say their names anymore. I did it very <laughs> well uh, on Wednesday's podcast, Pascal Sycom. Uh, and then, uh, well, I guess, I don't know. Should I just give it to you? Should I just let you say uh, his name? I think it's just like Jacob Pertle. Yeah, I, well, I, it was, like, I thought it was like Jacob. Or it might be. It might be like Jakob or. Yeah, yeah, we could we could just make a name from different every single time. <laughs> Why do we need to be professional on this podcast? Yeah, I mean, it's you're, you're could, not wrong. We, we're we good. Change. It's Fun Monday. That's what this that, is. This, this is, is true. This is the theme of this podcast that I just decided to make now. Eighteen minutes in, is <laughs> Fun Monday podcast. So okay. we're just gonna get, just different name at Pertle. We're just gonna call him Pertle. Just call him Perts. Perts, yes, yes. Yeah, so, right. Well, I think of uh, I think of Perkins. Okay. Yeah, let's avoid that. All let's right, just yeah. go Pirtle. We don't want that. Okay, yeah, so Pirtle. <laughs> uh, yeah, Valentunas, please play so that we don't have to ever say these guys' names again, at least for DFS Seriously, purposes. yeah. Uh, but yeah, they actually both have a little bit of relevance if you feel like Valentunas is going to be out, and we'll know closer to tip-off, obviously. But 10 o'clock Eastern time, you don't have a lot of decision time to make with a few of these guys. So to me, I'm avoiding them, especially because there's so many higher price centers on the slate that it's like, I don't know if I want to pay lower for that. Yeah, I love I love some of the higher price centers, which isn't always the case. We talk about a lot. Exactly. You know, center's the only position or the only the one. There's only one person available at center, Jesus. Um, but yeah, a lot of times we like to pay down, but there's just so many good options tonight. Um, but I mean, Pearl's played really well. I mean, he, he didn't even start the last game. He had 34, 35, and 24 Fando points the last three games. But I think that also hinges on if Nojera plays too. You know, because he, yes. he's going to pull some of those minutes as well. So I think that's kind of two injuries you you got to monitor yeah, there. Nogier is another name for that darn Raptors team. I was going to say a different word. That darn Raptors team that I just can <laughs> never say correctly yet, Nogier. When I look at it, it's like, nope, that's not how you say it at all. Nogier, Nogier, Nogier. Just repeat that over and over. I'm not even sure if that's right. I'm just going with it. Well, you again, what's the golden <laughs> rule of podcasting is if you don't know a name, you just say it as fast as you can so nobody knows it. You do not draw attention to it like we just did three minutes ago. True. That's not how we do this. Very true. But again, it's fun Monday, so we're, anything goes. Uh, final game on the slate. Thankfully, let's get through these nine games. Phew. Warriors, <laughs> Clippers, good game to watch. Maybe not a good game for DFS purposes. 9.30 Eastern Time. I'm sorry, 10.30 Eastern Time tip-off. I'm watching at 9.30 Central Time. No injuries to note for the Warriors, but uh, you know we got that savant, passing savant for the Clippers that will be out indefinitely with a foot injury. Milos. Austin Rivers will get the start instead, and he's been kind of DFS relevant, kind of not. I mean, I just haven't been really confident using him week out, week in and week out. So, uh, yeah, mostly Warriors Clippers to go here. So I think that it means you can actually take a look at the defensive positioning thing and say, oh, I don't know if I want to use some of these Warriors against the Clippers who have been better defensively than you would have thought. See, I'm on the I'm on the opposite oh, side of the okay, fence here. Right. So uh, I think yeah, I know what you're saying though. Like it's it's a little tougher defensively than expected. But I just for me, I'll, I'll get to this. Like there's yeah. all right, the we'll, price is right for these guys. I'll, I'll, I'll we'll get to this. Good call. All right, you know what? Let's just go ahead and get through the roadwire optimizer right away because I think that these questions again, I've been teasing them quite a bit. They will be a big impact for how you do your lineup. So roadwire optimizer, I'm not really high in it uh, today, and I think that's in part because. Again, they're waiting on how these injuries are going to break down, and I think that makes a big deal with the minutes. Kyle Lowry against the Trailblazers at 7,500. Uh, 
smoking Frank for the Knicks is going against the Nuggets at 3,900. I'm not really high on that one. I'll be honest. There, he's got he's got to actually play before I'm starting putting in my line. Right, right, yeah. Demar Derozan, the shooting guard option against the Trailblazers, eighty three hundred. So both Lowry and Derozan being targeted by the Rotowire Optimizer lineup. Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, against the Nuggets, forty three hundred. I like that quite a bit. Rudy Gay against the Celtics at fifty four hundred. We talked about a little bit before, a little bit before as a guy that we like still with Leonard likely out. That's the first small forward, small forward option. The other small forward option, PJ Tucker against the seventy sixers at forty three hundred. He hurt me. He hurt me real bad last Wednesday. I'm not. I'm not sure. I feel confident using him again. Uh, the roadway optimizer does like Anthony Davis. There you go. Eleven thousand seven hundred. Your price tag for the power forward spot. The highest priced power forward option, and the second highest priced power or second highest priced option overall. Paul Millsap is the other power forward in the Rotoware Optimizer lineup in the Knicks going against the Knicks, I should say, 6,600. And then Joel Embiid, despite the hand injury, the Rotoware Optimizer loves him going against the Rockets at 8,000 price tag. So with that Anthony Davis uh, Optimizer love out of the way, let's go ahead and break it down. Give me, Ben, your best lineup with both Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins in it. It's fun Monday. Let's do this. Let's put together a fun lineup here. Both Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. So go. Two of the highest the highest two paid or price guys, right? They're Correct. Right. On the same team. Why would you do that? I don't know. <laughs> We're going to do it anyway. We're going to see We're what doing we doing. We're doing it anyway. All right. Yes. Um, so I went uh, point guards. I went Kyle Lowry, 7,500. Kept it with the uh, the optimizer there. Um, just a great price for a guy that's you know, he struggled a little bit to, to begin the season, which is why his, you know, his price is so low. Um, but I like that. TJ McConnell, we talked about him mm-hmm. plenty. I mm-hmm. uh, love that play tonight. Um, I'm also, you know, going with the, the optimizer on Tim Hardaway, uh, junior, um, Norman Powell is a little questionable. That was one of my tough ones. You know, when you, you have to pay up for Davis and, and cousins, you got to sacrifice somewhere. Um, so Powell's kind of where I had to do that at 3,600. Um, then I went Robert Covington, 6,400 this year with, you know, blocks and steals being three points. Um, you know, Covington is a guy that can get many of those. Um, so that's, that's nice to have decent price too at 6,400. Um, Jonathan Simmons, a guy we saw, in the uh, optimal lineup from last night. Correct. Um, 4,200 still. He's had a couple of really good games in a row. Um, I think that's going to earn him more run moving forward, maybe over Terrence Ross. Um, and I, I, I like that play as well. Anthony Davis, obviously, like yep. we said, 11,700. Um, and then I want Serge Ibaka at 5,300. Um, Could be taking the center minutes with Valentunas. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Hoping he, he kind of has um, a nice little bump in, bump in like 30, 35 minutes. Um, well, I mean, he already kind of sees that, but... I think more usage without Valanciunas um, and then Cousins at the 12,000. Yeah. So basically you want high with Covington and high with Ibaka and then even higher with Lowry. So those are your three guys that you could go with all under 8,000 because, again, we're going – we're kind of handicapping ourselves with the DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis lineup. Right, I right. don't know how having both in there is viable. And looking at your lineup, I, I don't know why you would try to do that unless there's a lot more injuries that come out – Later in the slate, this isn't that. This is not a viable looking thing, in my opinion. Right, I agree. It's 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 too tough to have the two highest priced guys in there, and especially like we mentioned, they're on the same team. Like you're you're kind of banking on a lot um, to go right for that. I think it's a pick one or the other type is, of deal. If this you is want. even with Anthony Davis right. being an injury concern waiting to happen too. Right. Uh, just for giggles, here's my lineup. Obviously, again, we're on TJ McConnell. That's going to be a theme for us. Jamal Murray. For the Nuggets, kind of one of those guys I thought would be more of a breakout candidate this season. Hasn't been the case. He's at 4700 for a price tag. He had some uh, sub-30-point games, though. Recently, I thought, okay, take a gamble, roll the dice on the guy like that. 
if I have to have Anthony Davis in. Um, Tim Hardaway, optimizer guy, my guy too. I loved him last year, love him this year at 4,300. He had a great game last time out. I really think he's going to end up doing the same type of thing. I paid up for Andrew Wiggins because I didn't like any of the lower price uh, shooting guard options. So it's 6,200. I'll go a little bit higher. That was more of a, all right, I think I know he has the potential to do this. Exactly. Whether or not he does or do or not. Okay, we'll put him in our lineup. And, and I like that price too at 6200 yeah. for a guy like that. Uh, James Ennis, who I'm really, really high on. James Ennis the third for the Grizzlies. He has been getting the starts now with Michael Green out. At 4000 you could do worse than a guy that's getting 30 minutes a night. And that's a lot of times what I look for when I'm looking for lower price guys. All right, who's playing the most? Good. They might be able to get production. We'll, we'll figure it out. Right. A little inconsistent, but yeah, at 4,000, yeah, that, that's fantastic for... And I picked Josh Richardson uh, at 5,500 at my, as my small forward option for the same reason that you picked Robert Covington, only for 900 less. And the Timberwolves actually allowed the second most FanDuel points to small forwards uh, because they give up the most rebounds to small forwards. Richardson does that pretty well. I, I feel confident in that. So I actually think Richardson, I feel good enough saying Richardson outscores Covington, and I get a $9,000 deal. So, uh, And then because of that, I have Paul Millsap at 6600 as my other power forward option. Obviously, we know Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins are already in there. So, uh, again, I look at both our lineups, and uh, while I always think mine is better than yours, I don't think either <laughs> of these does enough that you know I would want to have either in there. Yeah, I think I think looking at these, it's you know there's some there's some solid specific plays that I like, but overall, it's it's not a huge fan of keeping both Davis and and Cousins in that same lineup. All right, well, and let's ask a different question here. So we are now making it so you can't have either of them in there. There are ten power forwards and centers priced between eight thousand and ten thousand. Normally, neither of us are super high on paying for center, but I think this might be one of the slates where we try and get it to work. So give me your favorite three. Power forward and center's price between eight thousand and ten thousand, but forget the price. Don't just tell me which ones you like in their order, and we'll go from there. I think Carl Anthony Towns is is far and away my I favorite. Far saw, and away. I saw the price tag. I knew that was going to be the guy you go for, and I'll let you explain why because this is kind of a patented uh, Ben Miller maneuver here. Right? Yeah. The the, the price itself, like we, we said, we'd avoid the, avoid the price on that. But this is a guy that's always in the ten thousands. Always, you you always got to grab yep. at their lowest price. But even better, he's going up against. Hassan Whiteside lists heat. heat. Yeah. So if he's matched up against Jordan Mickey or um, Olenek or whoever the heck it'd be, Bam Adebayo, like right. it's just it's he's going to get his points. He's going to dominate. Now he's he has been kept in check. I don't think he has a fifty Fanduel point game yet, and he has been in that fourth or ten thousand price range. You're only getting four times your value. That's why I prefaced this question with saying, "Give me your favorite three, regardless of price." <laughs> and yet here you are hitting me with the you got to catch them at their lowest price value and put them in there. This is this is a you do you ben do Miller mistake here. I feel, but like. it's the matchup as well. Like it's <laughs> just going to dominate. Whoever whoever you know is up against him, I say all this and give you a hard time. But Carl Anthony <laughs> is my second best option. I have Chris Depps Porzingis as my number one, and I'm a little surprised to not see him at all in your top three best available eight thousand to ten thousand priced power forwards and centers. So I'll let you run through the second and third option because we are in agreement with the second guy that you have here. But curious to hear why you have the third guy where you have him. Ben Simmons is my second guy. Um, he's just been dominant all around like he this guy fills up every freaking stat court category mm-hmm. possible like he is he's so good like this is he's a rookie um but yeah it, it, easily one of my top plays yeah, on I almost agree. any and, given and he's night. number three for me so i have chris taps carl hintons and ben simmons and i think that it's like 1a 1b 1c to me i i feel great using about all three 
Chris Stapps is just a little bit lower priced than both of them, yeah. which is the reasoning. But yeah, I agree with you. So I'll let you get to the third guy because I do have some questions with your your third best. I'm going Joel Embiid for my third. What? Um, 8000 solid price. The thing is, I just see every single person fading him. Like, no one's going to want to play, like, mm. uh, use him as, you know, coming off a hand injury. Uh, if it was like a leg injury or something, obviously I'd, I'd be super, super concerned because um, anything that's, in, you know, with his foot or anything that the Sixers are going to take is as cautious right. as possible approach. But um, because it's his hand, he's already claimed he's going to play. Um, I mean, it's not essentially up to him most of the time, but um, I just. I just think that everyone's going to fade him. He's, he's going to be a low, low, um, low ownership, but he's still a guy that, that absolutely dominates whenever he's in the game. So that really doesn't worry me, and I think that's, that's why I'm, I'm kind of um, in on him as my, my third guy there. So I'm going to give you some facts here. Embiid has not <laughs> played 30 minutes yet this season. We talked about how his very first game, we're like, oh, stay away from Embiid. He's only going to play 18 minutes. Wrong. He played 26. Then he plays 28 against the Celtics, 28, 24, 29. Those are his five games that he's played this season. In each game, he has failed to score over 40 Fanduel points. At 8,000, you're looking for him to get over 40 Fanduel points to get that five times value. There are other centers that are better. You already listed one in Carl Anthony Towns. Right. There are a couple that are right around that price. If Whiteside plays or does not play, then we have guys that are lower, too, that we like. I get the fading thing. I get why you're trying to do it as a contrarian play. I get that as well. Okay, fine. I don't think that he gets five times the value. I would not put him in my category of uh, top three people in that eight thousand, ten thousand price range. Doesn't work for me. Well, I mean, I get that too. I mean, it's tough to tough to want to use a guy that's that's so injury prone. So, um, I, I mean, he's going up against the Rockets, though. You know, it's a gr- high. You know, it's going to be up paced game. The f- another fun fact is that actually it's the 76ers that allow more uh, Fanduel points to centers, to centers, sure, not the other way around. So, if you want to use Clint Capella, who again. Another one of those guys that may be who's the cheaper, the right? Right. I, I could see him getting well, not not he's not getting forty because that's what we're looking for Embiid. But I could see him being better return of value than Joel Embiid. That's all I'm saying. And I will point this out, listeners. Uh, Ben's got a great smirk on his face right now. Like, yeah, I know he's making a lot of sense, but I can't <laughs> agree to it. I got I dug myself into this point, but that's that's the face he's making right now. So I feel confident in my decision to keep Joel Embiid out of my top three. <laughs> Uh, let's go ahead and get to our lineups right now while we have a few minutes. Um, ben, we talked about TJ McConnell a lot. He's in both of our lineups at 4,900 for the point guard spot. We differ on our actual point guards, though, and I, I'm curious to hear why you have the guy that you chose as your second point guard. Yeah, I mean, typically it's kind of good to target the higher-paced games um, with the you know the over-unders. I, I think I still, even though you know the Grizzlies game was not going to be that um, that high, I think Conley is still a pretty good play. Um, he's had a, he had a tough showing Saturday. But here we go again. His price dropped. It's at seventy three hundred. We're getting him at its lowest price of this season. Like I said, I'm always all about grabbing players at their lowest price. So I'm I'm on the Conley board. Maybe it's one. because we've been doing this podcast for so long, and it almost feels like we're going on a year. But I can I feel like I can read you like a book. Like <laughs> I knew right away as I saw nine thousand eight hundred for Carl Anthony Towns that you're going to be like, all right, gotta get him in my guaranteed, lineup. He's guaranteed. Lower price. And I also felt the same when I saw Mike Conley at seventy three hundred. Yes. He's going against the Hornets. Yes, that's a not higher-paced game necessarily. Kemba Walker is a decent defensive option against Conley. But yeah, 7,300, I can see that. Normally, he's in the 7,800 range or even 8,000 plus. So having a guy that's at minimum $500 difference is a, is a big deal. So I can see that. I went 
using your logic the same way. I went with Kyrie <laughs> Irving going against the Spurs at 8,200. My only concern is that Greg Popovich does Greg Popovich things, takes out his Spurs guys, or completely locks down Kyrie Irving. But this is a guy that when he was with the Cavs last season was close to the 10,000 price tag. He was consistently in your lineups because he's lower priced. He's at 8,200. I don't know how low he ends up being this season, but I can't imagine it gets much lower than this. So I'm using him for the same reason you're using him, only I think he gives me more production, more guaranteed production, because he's got to carry those Celtics in a prime matchup. I like I like your reasoning. I do. I do. I think that's a, a great strategy. <laughs> but I, I, I do not like Kyrie Irving against the Spurs. I just, 8,200 seems super expensive for for a, a matchup against one of the best you know coach teams in the league, See, yeah. I'm I'm a little worried about that. I, I wouldn't be willing to to throw an eighty two hundred dollar price on that. I understand, and I and I could see for a lot of the same reasons you were describing earlier. Um, I could see a lot of people fading away Kyrie Irving because of that matchup. Yeah, I think yeah. that there are some players that are matchup proof. There are some teams that need to utilize their players to the extent that they're matchup proof, and I think that's where Kyrie Irving is. So I guess we'll see. Obviously, we get to have our final comp- we get to have our competition finally and, and see it play out. We'll be, but we'll I, be tracking it. Yes, I think that Irving does all right. Uh, let's go ahead to the shooting guard spot. I have Jane, uh well, shoot, I just uh, spoiled that. I have Tim Hardaway as one of my guys. I was going to tease it a little bit as to who's my second guy. <laughs> nope, it's James Harden at 11,000. He's my highest-priced player in my lineup. I am not worried at all about that 76ers matchup. I think it's going to be a surprisingly good game, and I think Harden's going to have to have a lot of versatility and utility in that contest. And, of course, 76ers do struggle to stop the shooting guard spot for the most part. So Harden, to me, is the only guy really worth paying up for in this slate. I, I agree. I think Harden's just just a fine play. Um, I think he's going to provide value. I, I do. Yeah. Um, I, well, the question becomes, do you think he gets 50? Because that's where I'm looking at. Do you think he gets 50 points against the 76ers with Chris Paul likely out? I think it's definitely possible. I think the Sixers are going to be running up and down the floor with him. So it's going to be it's going to be one of those games. Um, I, I agree uh, with you. And I, I'll be truthful. I do like both of the shooting guard options on your slate. Uh, Andrew Wiggins at 6,200 going into the Heat. We talked about him earlier in the forced DeMarcus Cousins, Anthony Davis lineup. I think he ends up doing all right. I think there's you can certainly get him at a lower value, or this is his lowest value. Yep. Clay Thompson, 6,900 against the Clippers. I'm not quite sold on that, but I think you're just looking to target that matchup as a whole, and that's where we differ. Yeah, I think I think it's a good matchup to target. It's going to be a closer game, and and these are you know everyone knows with every single Warrior player on there, they can they can go off at any single moment. You know, you know, Clay Thompson had thirty seven points in one quarter once, like that's insane, right? Um, but who is that against? That I do not that have. That was the Trailblazers, <laughs> right? And which, the trail- is, which is, I mean, that's not a horrible team. What are you talking about? We always, all right, well, we see the Trailblazers. Okay, who, what point card are they going against? Because we know CJ McCollum can't stop, and we know Damian Lillard can't stop him either. So, I will just say this. Looking at the defense positioning matchups, and again, I'm really high in this. Whereas you have your thing, but you want to get people lower. This yeah, is this yeah. is our this is our uh, yin and yang type of thing. Clippers have allowed the lowest FanDuel points to shooting guards. Clay Thompson is a shooting guard. He is not going to be doing as effective against the Clippers. I feel very very confident that he will not get five times his value, which is around 35 points. And that's fair. Um, but again, he's he's only 6,900. Great price. I, I think it's a just just a fine match. What Beverly's going to probably be matched up on and Curry. Um, I, I don't I don't see Austin Rivers shutting down Clay Thompson. Um, so I, I think it's just fine. Well, we got the friendly wager going on with this, this, <laughs> the friends and uh, the friends podcast here. So we'll we'll go ahead and figure it out uh, at small forward. 
I already broke down the two guys I like, Josh Richardson. Uh, Timberwolves allowed, I think, top five most FanDuel points to small forwards, and they allowed the most rebounds to small forwards. That's a big deal. I think that Richardson adds a little bit of safe floor, especially in cash game lines. And then James Ennis is my other guy at 4,000 price tag against the Hornets. You can do better than a guy that's getting a 30 minutes night. That's that's my opinion. I just He's pretty good there. You've mentioned Jonathan Simmons. You've mentioned Rudy Gay. Those are both your guys in your lineup. Let's move over to the power forward because I think this is a interesting spot. I am going with Chris Tapps Porzingis at 8,900. He was my highest priced or my favorite of the 8,000, 10,000 power forward center options. Again, I, the Nuggets is going to be a higher game. I think that's going to be one of the highest scoring games overall tonight. Um, and I, I like him quite a bit. I'm going to give you a different name though. Here is the other power forward. We have not discussed him at all since we've been doing podcast. Taj Gibson going against the Heat, 4,400. Ben, can you guess why I'm using Taj Gibson in my lineup at 4,400 for his price tag? No idea. No idea. Okay, wow. Well, <laughs> well, I thought you were going to roll with that a little better than what you did. Yes, the Heat allow the top five most points to power forward. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. He's getting 30 minutes a night or close to it. I know that there's it's a lower scoring matchup overall. And you're not thinking Gibson when you're thinking Timberwolves score, when they have guys like Wiggins, when they have guys like Butler and obviously Carl Anthony Towns. But I think that there's enough uh, viability that he can get at least 20 Fandle points, which is about what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for him to go crazy. I, I think that he ends up doing that. So give me Gibson and his 20 Fandle points every single time, especially against the Heat team that allows a lot of Fandle points to that power forward spot. Yeah, he's a double double, a potential double double guy. So at 4,400, I think that's that's just fine, especially when their coach kind of runs their starters into the ground as much as possible. Um, so I think that's that's fine. He'll get a ton of minutes. I like both of your power forward options, and I also dislike both of your power forward options. I'm not sure how. <laughs> it's possible at one point i had both of them in my original lineup and then i was like god why am i doing this to myself so uh go ahead and break down who you have at power forward and then i'll make fun of them i'm going draymond <laughs> green and aaron gordon both at 7600 and here's the broken record again they're so much cheaper than they've been god, all man, season this is not fun it's, monday at all I, <laughs> I apologize to the listeners for this but that's exactly why i'm on i'm like green's only 7600 he was up in the eight thousands aaron gordon was up in like the mid eight thousands um he's fallen to 7600 both of them um where weird okay so i get draymond green he's got like a multiple 20 point games despite his high price tag i'm very worried about that but the the clippers for the most part actually allow quite a bit of points to the power forward spot so fine I give you that. I think Blake Griffin does pretty good on him, but whatever. I'm concerned and very confused. Aaron Gordon's price is great, 7,600, fine. Where in the world is he scoring points against the Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins of the world? Uh, no he one, can't shoot outside. No one else is scoring for the Magic. Someone's got to. Gordon looks so much more improved than the last season. Like He was our optimizer's love last right, season, right. and we, we were always against it. But like the start of the season, he's looked so, so, so much better. Uh, multiple 40 plus Vandal point he can't games. Dunk like, over everyone. That's my thing. Like I don't, he gets a lot of points with the rebounds, and really, he's good defensively, too. And you talk about the three points down instead of two for blocks and steals. Great. He's not scoring that many points. This is like the one team where I'm like, no, I don't want to have anything to do with Aaron Gordon. I don't think I, I'm not. I'm honestly not that worried. I don't think <laughs> Davis and Cousins are like scare me off from using from from using Gordon. Two seven foot guys that are going to be playing a bunch and uh, are going to be worried about their defense numbers, at least in this game. Doesn't scare you at all. Not really. Not when it's the only option that the, the Magic really have. Like he's their guy. Here's so 
I'm looking at the rebound numbers, and they allow, I think, top five fewest rebound numbers as a position. Those guys are just gobbling stuff up. So I know Aaron Gordon, he's going to get his points. I think that's going to happen. The rebounds is where you're asking for the secondary stuff, and I just don't know if that's going to happen. So I I had him in there when I was like, oh, Aaron Gordon, 7,600. <laughs> and then I looked at his match, and I'm like, oh, God, I'm not going there at all. Uh, and just quickly, we'll go over our centers because we've touched on at least one of them. Carl Anthony Towns is in your lineup. He is your highest price guy at 9,800 against the Heat. I am going with the guy that you like quite a bit, and I thought for sure he was going to be in your lineup when I saw this price tag. 8,700 for Nicole Jokic, who you have been saying – plenty of times now on podcast is going to be a triple category production he's at lowest pro one of his lowest price of the season at 8700 a knicks team that has struggled to stop the center spot why in the world are you not playing him as your center instead of carl anthony towns because carl anthony towns that, that's <laughs> there's no other reason like he's got the best matchup of the night it's, it's he's gonna dominate uh but i, I mean I, I do have no gripes with the Jokic pick um like you said he's one of the best passing big men in the league so he's gonna get assists and he's already a double double guy so um now that he's figured out how to play next to Millsap, uh, i think that's that's definitely a, a, a fine play all right. Well, I guess it sounds like you just admitted that I'm going to win four straight uh, podcast lineups here, but we do have <laughs> FanDuel to thank for the fact that we'll be able to compete on that. True. It's great to win money on FanDuel, but it's also great to be able to compete against your friends or whatever else. I love the fact that we can put this competition together and be like, all right, Ben, I'm going to beat you in breaking rates because, well, both of us are kind of just out of college, so we're a little bit poor in that sense. Very, uh, very. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, you know, 4 and 0 is going to be great. It's now great that FanDuel could show us that and uh, prove it. So I look we, forward to, uh, to you realizing. Realizing you, you you won't we will not win again this season. That, that's <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be like I you know unless we get thirty you know unless we get the rest of the way shut down on this podcast <laughs> that we just, the, the listeners are hating us so much and they're sending you bad comments on Stitcher and uh, iTunes right. There's a little shout out there. Uh, unless we get shut down, I I don't believe that there's gonna be a situation where I. I don't win anymore the rest of the year, but <laughs> FanDuel will be able to show us that. So thank you again for those guys to be able to do that. Um, if you want a free RotoWire subscription, make sure to go ahead and put your first deposit on FanDuel. You will also get a shot at the uh, NFL Sunday Million Dollar Maker, which, again, as the name states, has over $1 million in cash prizes. That's for the NFL. A little bit of cross-category production going on there. Uh, we have the NFL and NBA. Free six-month subscription for RotoWire users. Make sure to head over to FanDuel.com slash RW. That's for your first deposit only. Void where prohibited. Again, you can go to Stitcher or iTunes to leave a review for us. Ben loves those compliments all the time. So he likes that I them. do. It's great. Uh, and then, of course, you can find me at JB Fantasy Sports. And Ben, where can the people follow you at? Give me at Benman Doing Work. Still the best Twitter handle at RotoWire. That does it for us for the Monday NBA DFS podcast sponsored by FanDuel. Um, we'll be back again Wednesday to discuss how I am now 4-0 and uh, more NBA DFS stuff to note. 